Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we have a special guest with us. We have Amanda Monnier. Amanda is a holistic healer, a New Earth visionary, mentor, podcaster, published author, certified yoga teacher. This woman is doing all the things when it comes to energetic healing, okay? So she's here to assist us with that unity consciousness. Um, She firmly believes in activating the inner healer and healing through connecting to our own divinity. So as a guide, she holds space for healing ancestral patterns, conditioning, imprints, beliefs, and shifting into our fullest embodiment of who we are on a soul level. So everyone, welcome Amanda. Just off that bio, can't you just tell she's going to get along with us so well? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Amanda, welcome. Thank you, Kelsey. I'm so grateful and honored to be here. Excited. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's so great hearing, um, you know, someone else being able to share and you've dedicated your life work to how we can connect to the healer within us and our own innate ability to heal through the difficult things in our life, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, it's all there. Um, And so I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about you and, and what that you know, the best, I know that it's not your, the whole life story, but what led you into doing this work? Did you discover your own self-healing? Like what led you to this world of spirituality and, and coaching and mentoring? Yeah, absolutely. So the the main thing that comes up is that I just, there were so many painful patterns and so many things coming up. And I just felt like I was trudging through mud. I was exhausted. It's, I always say, it's like we took the soul out of the equation when how, you know, as we were raised, at least in my experience, it was just the basics of get a job, get an education, buy the house, all the things that we're told that we need to have to be happy. But I just found myself so burnt out, so disconnected. I had, um, when I graduated from college, I had a, a job at a school as a counselor, and then I transitioned to a six-year-long career in law enforcement. And a couple years into that career, I had an awakening and consciousness, if you will, spiritual awakening. Yeah. And it would stem from a painful breakup, which I found that a lot of times we have this like catalyst experience. Sometimes people have very gentle awakenings, but I, I feel like mine was definitely one of the more like profound moments where all this density came to the surface. And a lot of people call it like that dark night of the soul. And so I was just like, oh man, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep living like this. And so it was just that, that moment when that happened that I was like, there's gotta be something else. And I'm going to figure out what, what it is. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh, it it always seems to come back to a pain that helps guide us to our purpose. If we, if we seek it, if we seek it, right. And I feel like the relationship thing is a very common, you know, that might be something we can touch on today. Um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast also share a similar story with me, which sounds like maybe similar story with you of of a, a breakup where, you know, it led to needing to find myself all over again. Cause I was like, wow, if I allow this relationship to happen, do I really know myself? How did it get this bad? How did it get this confusing or whatever else? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm excited for this conversation of some of the things that we can go into when it comes to that. Um, and so I'm curious, like, what, how would you guide someone when they're first starting to connect to their intuition, when maybe a lot of times in their life they've, how do I say it? For someone, it's like, is this my intuition? 
how is this my intuition or is this fear? You know, um, can I really trust my gut? Because for people, you know, for talking around the self-love journey, maybe decisions that they're like, I thought I was trusting my gut. What if I wasn't? Can I trust this? Like, how do you first approach that conversation around developing deep trust and that connection to source or the divine, however you put it? You know, I'd love to hear. Um, I know it's kind of like a broad topic, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah. So I call it an intuition muscle and oftentimes our intuition speaks to us in that, in the softness. And so it really is this reconnection with yourself. And there's, I want to point out that there's no right or wrong way to do this journey. We hear often, even in the spiritual community, all these like things that are so black and white, but the tools that work for me might not be the tools that work for you. And so I, I, urge people and and suggest to even in this conversation, just whatever it might be is take what resonates and leave the rest because this is such a unique journey. So for me, I feel things so deeply in my body, whereas other people might hear things more profoundly or, or, um, you know, have those psychic visions and, and kind of the initial stages of it, it can be, it can feel very, like, I don't know what's going on. So the first thing that I, I recommend is just really, really starting to kind of cultivate your own practice, whether it be like a meditation or um, just going within more than without more internal journey than, than all the external shoulds and things. And that might be, that might mean journaling, but it's finding some sort of practice that is helpful for you specifically. And I, healing to me is, is three components. So it's a conscious creation work. So what I mean by that is we hear like the manifestation and all the things like that. But for me, it's, it's, what is it that you want to, what do you want to experience? What do you want to be And stepping into the frequency as if it's already happening now, because we see time as like this linear human construct, but it, everything is already created. And so there's already another version or aspect of you. This might sound kind of woo woo. That's already living in this alternative thing. And if it's something that you from like your, and I always say heart and soul alignment. So, and there's nothing wrong with wanting like nice cars and all the things, but coming from that place of heart and soul alignment is really key in this process. So I would say that is step one. And then step or not necessarily step one, but one of the three components. And then also this energy of presence, like what is showing up in the now? And so, especially for people who are really just getting started on this journey is bringing the energy and focus back into the present moment. And that might mean that there might be a really painful emotion that surfaced that wants to be felt, seen, heard a part, like an inner child part, or maybe it means that your body's wanting some movement or maybe it's go drink a glass of water and it's really, or if you're exhausted resting, that's a really big one for part mm-hmm. of this, this process. Cause it can be very, for me, at least it was very exhausting. It was, I found myself sleeping a lot more. And so I think it, initially it's just being gentle with yourself and addressing what's showing up in the moment and not feeling like you need to do all of these things. And the, when I talk about like the conscious creation, this should be just such a beautiful enhancement. It's not that we're, you know, taking ourselves so far into the future. And then when we come back to the now, we're not okay with the now it's, can Mm -hmm. we be in harmony with the now with what's already present? Because otherwise we're oftentimes just kind of pushing away what we think we want. And then we have the energy healing component. And so that's just identifying. And oftentimes it shows up on its own, (laughs) the resistance. So that could be in the part of the identity structures, 
which would could be like that wounded inner child that never got to speak her truth or his truth and that um, had painful experiences growing up and stuffed it all down. And so it's allowing, and again, this typically can be very natural unfolding because once we say yes to this um, path, I feel that it just kind of shows up. So I hope that kind of answered your question and didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so great to hear the different components. And I, and I'm, I totally agree with so many things that you were saying, because I think something that personal development and, and spiritual growth and the awakening can create. And especially for, you know, a lot of listeners that are like struggle with a perfectionism of like, like, am I doing enough? It almost can perpetuate this idea of like, am I doing enough? Am I spiritually growing enough? When there is no um, measurement across the board to get, which can sometimes be confusing. People are like, but it's the ascension path. Am I not ascending right now? How do I know I'm ascending, right? And just like you were saying, the space creates new perspectives, not always comfortable ones but maybe different ones. And I truly believe the body protects us. And sometimes we might forget about different thoughts or pasts or traumas because we weren't ready to face them. And so I kind of, I, I choose the perspective that as we're accepting the present reality, we might be bombarded with thoughts or emotions or past experiences we have forgotten about. And I think it's because our body feels safe enough to process them. So it's like slowing down brings up all the shit because our nervous system was like, okay, we're safe. We can look at this. We can think of this. We can bring this into her consciousness because we can tell she's safe. And it's so interesting, right? And I, I, I want to ask more about the parts, the identity parts, because yeah. I've kind of taught and it's just so funny. We're soul sisters because I call it a trust muscle. You call it intuition muscle. I love Same it. Thing. <laughs> Same thing. When you said, I look at it like a muscle, we have to practice it and use it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, so but yeah, I'd love to hear, you know, the parts. Cause I know, cause I, it's like, we have these different parts of us and, and some people have never heard about that. It's just like, well, I am who I am, but it's like, no, we have all these parts. Can you speak into that? Yeah. The way I explain it, and I love this conversation because I think it's just, it's applicable to each and every one of us. And so the way I explain it is we, before all the like conditioning and the imprints and the stories and the, I don't even really love the word fragmentation, but for purposes of this conversation, I'll use that mm -hmm. word. Like but in the I, sense of like disassociation and stuff. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it essentially kind of what happens and I'll kind of explain how I believe that works. And I want to also say that this, everything I'm saying um, for you listening is just from my, the lens of, of where I've been, it's from my very humble perspective. So again, it just, um, you know, again, take what resonates, but so I truly believe that we have this connection to our higher self, which even the Ascension thing, it's all an inward job. And oftentimes we, we, we look at it as this hierarchy of moving up. I'm not here for hierarchy. It's just, I, it just doesn't resonate with me. So that's just kind of an offering for those of you. Like we don't yes. have to look at it as this, because to me, again, that's just the searching, the external searching, which really, to me, this journey is just one of coming back home to self and to the, uh, uh, the evolution of our soul. So in our fullest expression. So I believe before we have these part personalities that show up, the fragmentation, if you will, we ha can have this connection to our higher self. And this is our, our fullest embodiment, our fullest expression. And I believe we all have a unique soul blueprint, a unique soul frequency. And 
I don't claim to know all the inner workings of it because it could be components of what your soul wanted to learn and master in this lifetime. It could be related to the gifts you want to bring to the planet. There's so many different things that go into it, but it's all centered around this alignment. And again, it ties into intuition because half the time, in, in at least in, in my experience when I was in law enforcement, it was I was so burnt out and I'm sure we could have a, even a separate conversation around this like burnout and this exhaustion. Cause it ties into this energy of when we pause. And like you mentioned, it allows the stuff to surface. And I spent all of last year in kind of that state of pause. And it was like in a cocoon and just cry. I cried buckets last year. So, but going back to this, these part personalities. So we have this divine channel, our higher self, which we can call it a super conscious higher self. It's just the field of information that contains all information about you. So, and some people call it Akashic records. Some people call it just, I mean, there's so many different names. Humans love to label stuff. So I believe it contains the information of all the events, the ancestral stuff, anything that could be causing resistance, just anything in general. And so when we have these experiences, I'll use an example of what happened to me in childhood is I, when I was six years old, my parents got divorced and I, my perception of the situation in the story was that my dad left. So if my dad leaves, then I'm not good enough for any man. Like I'm not good enough for anyone. And so it was very emotional, but I didn't process it. I did not process the emotions and I created the story and agreement, whatever you want to call it. And so about how life was based on my perception and what I was able to process at the time or wasn't able to process. And so I believe that in that sense, like these different, this part kind of fragmented off not fully broke off, but from the main personality of the truth of who I really am, that all the isness of us, Mm -hmm. like that expansive version. And so what happened is moving forward into when I started dating and things, it was literally same man, different face. And so I had these men show up that would, I, there would either be like this crazy connection and then they would literally take off and there was no emotional depth. And so the story that I kept telling the story that I was unconsciously telling kept playing out on repeat in my identity. I was someone who couldn't be loved. Like that just was something that wasn't allowed. And it was the way that I had kept myself safe as a little girl. And I wasn't able to process that. And so once I peeled back all the layers of that, it allowed me to choose something else. And so that's the thing we're always creating, whether we are consciously creating or unconsciously creating. So we get, we really do get to choose and the power of our choice is just so expansive. It's Mm -hmm. so expansive. And so I want to offer that to people. If you are in the state of, and I'm not saying, I'm not judging being in a state of victimhood, but when we are looking at ourselves as powerless to the circumstances going on around us, like life happening at us. I truly believe it's a co-creative process with the universe. And when we're in that space of expansiveness and choice, and we're choosing these things, and then it, when we intention those things, it allows all this stuff to come up. That's not that so that we can actually be in alignment with our highest. Mm, Yes. Yes. If we ask for alignment, the universe is going to show us all the places that we are not. (laughs) Okay. I'm so, thank you so much for sharing that story and and how that has showed up for you in your life and your journey. 
because I, it's never a conscious belief. It's like, oh, I'm doing this because of my dad, right? Like there had to have been a, or, or was there, was it like, I know this is because of him, but I'm not sure what that complexities are until you did know, or was it kind of just a subconscious pattern that was being acted out until that awakening of realizing where the root, you know, how did you come to realize like, oh, it's because of this? I didn't realize it until, so I, I've been on this journey, this healing journey for about eight years, maybe a little less than eight years. And I didn't realize that prior to, I didn't, I kind of lived in that victimhood. I was like, this man's doing this to me. He cheated on me. Like, and I mean, I, I'm not giving any pass for poor behavior, but I also wasn't saying no. I, my, my experiences, I was continuing to stay in certain relationships or I was choosing the certain things based on my own belief system that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't good enough and that I didn't deserve that beautiful, loving relationship at the time. And so our external reality, it's like we hear oftentimes around this whole mirroring effect. And I understood it, but now I really, really, really get it (laughs) because it also speaks to this victim consciousness versus the universe handing us a gift on a silver platter because when we have these intense activations and these other people show up to play these characters for our growth, we can look at it as life doing something to us as a victim or, oh my gosh, this is activating this massive wound and this pain. Thank you. Even though this really sucks, it feels really crappy, but now I have the opportunity to process it and to take a look at it because last year, back in August, that specific thing happened to me. It was kind of the culmination of all this patterning. And it was this, I I truly feel like this wound has been neutralized. And I like the word neutralized because we're just taking the charge away. We're turning pain into wisdom is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so this, I was, I was in, in bed for like, it was kind of a, very uh, up and down thing last year to where I, there were days where I couldn't do anything. If I hadn't known what was going on, there was one day I would have probably thought I was having a heart attack because of the physical pain. So these things, when we're healing, these things can manifest and release in the way of, because all this stuff does turn into physical ailment when we don't address it. So it, it can be physically painful, emotionally painful, but it is fleeting and it, and it, and it allows, it's like, even like the metaphor of a butterfly, like we go into the cocoon, we're doing the healing and then we can like come out a more embodied version of ourself, which really is our truth. All the other things were simply lies, imprints, conditionings, and things we told ourselves again, as a path of least resistance at one time, but we don't have to keep choosing it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. It is so interesting that the idea of resistance, you know, of like, okay. And I, and, and I don't really know exactly where I stand on this. It was just something that I was thinking about the other day. It's like, well, if I believe that there's a, a positive benevolent force that wants to see me succeed. Like if I look at polarity, does that mean that there's also a force that doesn't want me to succeed? Or is that a projection of my own fears, you know, that I'm trying to I label or put it, yeah. you know, but it was just like my soul, the idea of like, wait a minute, there could be a force that's trying to get me to not succeed or trying to bring me down. It almost, for me, it was kind of empowering in a way. I know that in some ways it could be disempowering to think wait a minute but I do think it's more of like the perspective of wherever my eyes are pointed I'm going to be illuminated towards that and so if I'm staring into the darkness 
I'm going to continue to see darkness. But if I'm able to slowly make that turn of, of shifting my eyes into that opposite direction of casting, it's, it's, it's not even casting. It's, it's strengthening the trust muscle. Yeah. It's strengthening the trust muscle. And like that whole analogy with the butterfly, it's like people forget that the caterpillar like turns to mush before it transforms into the butterfly. It loses its identity. It loses. And yeah. Yeah. And there are the, I think that each person's journey, if they decide like I I'm committed to learning to love myself, I'm committed to being with myself. I think that's one of the biggest things, right? The presence, because we are in a world that is so busy and there's so much noise and that external stimulation, especially for sensitive souls that they are very, you know, sensory of all the things. And I'm sure you work with a lot of uh, women like that because there's this different, I think that the more sensitive people are, the stronger their ability to connect to a higher power, that sense of spirituality. And I don't know about you, but for me, like self-love doesn't quite make sense without connecting to that unconditional form of love that is around me, within me, but accessed through me. I don't know, not necessarily of me. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and I'll say first, I feel like the more I wake up or whatever you want to call it, expand my consciousness, I'm like, the less I do know. Like the thing you were just saying at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, who really knows exactly? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if someone says they have it all figured out, like I'd like to talk to that person because I sure yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like. I kind of would get burned out. I, over the past two years, I think my own skepticisms with certain things that were happening in the world, it just inflamed so much of my own internal fear response of being taken advantage of or being lied to or tricked. And it just like was so interesting because I started to, I started to carry some of the judgmental lens towards the spiritual community because I felt like it, are they, are they repeating things that they've said? Because I've said similar things and I've meant them, but do you always mean them? You know, it's like, is there spiritual bypassing happening here? You know, and I, and I, what I really love about some of the things that you mentioned was sitting with the emotions and allowing ourselves to speak and process through that. Maybe we're, you know, it sounds like you're able to do it by yourself or even with someone that's guiding you through that or through a guided meditation, but it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, love and light. Like, I feel like there's so much, um, there is heaviness to be processed, but then it's, it's releasing a weight and then there's a sense of lightness. And I think that it, ha it happens over and over again, because there's been times where I'm like, Whoa, am I going through like another way? Cause it, it was, I think it's the ego. That's like, didn't we already do this? We don't need to do this. We're healed. <laughs> it's like, wait, no this is a soul's journey and, and I haven't uncovered it all. And how dare I think I have. Totally. And I, I actually feel for me, it's been a death over and over and over again, all those parts of me that had to die over and, and or just be transformed, just transition back into the truth. Because I mean, I, I don't know if, if I don't know exactly what happens, right. But it does yeah. feel like a death. And so, yeah, it's just an interesting process and a very humbling process. And I feel like, you, you know, we were talking about self-love. I feel like that's one of the most important parts of this, because I think when we step into this journey, at least for me, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know what love was, let alone for myself or anyone else. I didn't, it was so distorted in my family mm -hmm. and it's oftentimes it's like, we say, Oh, I love you. I love you. Like we, but like, what is actually like 
the frequency of love. What is that frequency? And if we haven't met that within ourselves, I mean, maybe we can meet that with another, but I, from, in my experience, like I had to meet that within myself first in order to be able to experience that with, in a partnership and, and really go into those depths and be willing to see the things because yeah, there can be, you know, we do hear that term bypassing and whatnot. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for, for love and light, but I feel like it, in my process, I've had to meet those parts. Yeah. And I think it just kind of depends because we all, again, come from a different space. So the amount of, we can call it trauma, we can call it density, resistance, whatever word we want to use that we've each experiences have experienced is you unique and, and part of our own process. So I truly don't believe that we're going to be doing this deep inner work our entire lifetime, because I feel like we're at a very beautiful time on this planet. And I feel like there's an opportunity for the evolving of human consciousness. And so I think that right now, a lot of us are, have been digging in, but I do feel that there are a lot of children that have come in that are so clear and so connected to their spiritual gifts. I've met a few of them. And I had someone on my podcast recently, and she was talking about how she was working with the child who could light things on fire with his mind. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. And so she was working with him on like, cause it's like these things can be used for good or they can be used for maybe, you know, nefarious things. So it's, I feel that we're coming back to the state of what it actually means and that those div- the divine blueprint of a human being because we've come so far from it. And so we have an opportunity to course correct. And as you know, we do this work, it sends ripple effects. And then I feel like it also provides options for other people. It's like almost like the encodings that are now in our energy field when I don't know if you've ever met someone and you can just feel their energy. You're like, oh my gosh, I just love being in your space. And it activates this thing. Or it could be the opposite of maybe where someone's in their truth and it triggers you because it's activating this part where you're not in alignment with your truth. I've experienced both. And it's interesting you mentioned judgment because judgment's been coming up for me a little bit. And I'm like, ooh, I caught myself being a little little judgmental the other day. And I was like, okay, I see this. Like, what is the deeper thing here? And Mm -hmm. so we can pause and ask ourselves, rather than kind of letting it take off and and then go down those twists and turns where we're just projecting onto something in the external. Yes. Yes. Cause it always is a projection. It Mm -hmm. always is. Like I saw this quote that just really encapsulated it so well, and I'm going to butcher it, but that's okay. It was something along the lines of um, before you try to tell someone that they're bothering you in some way. First look at is that exact context of what is bothering you also bother you about yourself, you know, because it almost always is that projection. Like there's, you know, the, the person who is upset with their physical body will criticize other people's body. The person who is worried about being judged will accidentally start judging other people. You know, the person who is worried they aren't good enough will put extra pressure on other people to be better. And it's so empowering to notice our own projections and be able to be in that empowered state of mind. Absolutely. To address them, to address them. Because it's so, it's almost enslaving to not understand our own internal reality and our own internal projections. I I feel like relationships just transform relationships because of all of a sudden we can see them for them when we've learned to like see ourselves for ourselves and not because I mean, you tell me if this happened for you all of a sudden being in a relationship where I consider healthy relationship, 
I'm like, oh, wow, it's a lot easier to kind of push some of my stuff on someone else when they're always right there. When I'm, when I was by myself living alone, single, I didn't even have the option, like a subconscious option to be like, I think it's this person. That's why I'm feeling this way. It was so interesting how that starts to come up of taking that responsibility. For me, it was a a nervous system, like kind of gut check, I guess, when I started dating this person. I don't know if you had that experience because I had been in these, whether you want to call them trauma bonding relationships or the ones that elicit like the ones that bring up the stuff. So when I got into this, the relationship that was harmonious is like the best word. I'm like, I feel like we can find ourselves being like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> First off. And then second off my, Oh my God. System, so relatable. <laughs> my nervous system for a moment. The first it was, I think it was a couple weeks in to where my nervous system did not know what to do being, cause it was ju- just being in this like harmonious energy. It was very interesting. And so I had to integrate that. And I went through a process of where I was like, Oh no, like trying to find stuff wrong with it and all. I'm like, okay, Amanda, settle down. <laughs> mm, interesting. So it's interesting how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that the piece is so foreign that it feels like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. It showed up as boredom for me. I was like, am I bored? What? But I'm like, wait a minute. I have everything that I've asked for. Yeah. So what, but it's so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause for me in the previous relationships, there was this kind of chemical visceral reaction, like that fiery connection to where you're like, Ooh, like you're just, it, it's almost like an addiction. I, oh yeah. I, it feels like mm-hmm. a very addictive energy and all those relationships that I had that triggered this crazy bouts of activating this deeply rooted pain always had that theme of these kind of addictive behaviors to where maybe they started out wanting to like see me every day or like it was just over the top kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And so I love, bombing. I would, yeah. So I would offer to any of you listening, if you've had this experience to kind of maybe trust, because the thing is, is you're again, going back to intuition, your intuition always will be like, because I remember with every single one of these, there was a part of me that was like, "Ah, oh no, like it just felt very uneasy. Like my soul knew it was coming and I don't regret any of them because of the, you know, the healing that came out of it. And and maybe too, maybe, maybe part of your process is being with this person. So it does elicit the stuff. Again, there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong mixture to any of this um, because these things can, can also bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, an yeah, that's such a great way to put it like an addiction. And it, it does I do something think, to the brain. For it sure. does. And I, and it's almost like, um, that feeling of danger, adrenaline right on the edge, right. Where it's like the soul knows like, yeah, you're on the edge of a fucking broken heart, you know, <laughs> yeah. but the soul knows that this is a journey that's required. Cause I feel the same ways. Some of the most painful experiences I had, I actually wouldn't change. And I can say that now. And I definitely wouldn't have said that years ago. I wouldn't change because it was the whole contrast. I I didn't, it helped me find out who I was by having someone tell me I didn't know who I was. You know, it, it, it had to happen the way that it did. And I do think that there's continuous layers of forgiveness around those deepest hurts and wounds that will continue to reveal themselves because through my harmonious relationship, which was the first thing I've ever experienced in my life, we've been together a year and a half, but it's been like, Um, it's been interesting because past hurts have revealed themselves 
from past relationships because it's almost like as the intimacy goes up, there's no more room for this like uh, uh, um, fear of intimacy that still lingered, that's connected to a past trauma bond. But through the deepening of intimacy with him, it's the crossroads of like, this needs to be looked at and healed and addressed, or I'm not going to be able to enter into that new level of intimacy with him. And so it just gives me chills thinking about it because I hated that so much of that shit was coming up. So I was like, oh my God, this guy again is coming into my mind. But the biggest healing that has happened is remembering that if I'm writing and it's involving him, it's not for him, it's for me. And it allows my forgive, my healing, my release, because it's not so much forgiveness towards him, it's forgiveness towards me and the role I played. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just so beautiful how life can bring up these layers of trust. That, but it's a, it's a, it's still a choice, right? We have to step into it because in those moments, those crossroads, I could have been like, no, here is fine. I don't want to go there. So that's where I think it like it's our bravery and courage that we do have to be willing to go there with ourselves. Yeah, I love the word bravery too, and it's so true because, and it also circles back to the fact that. Like we do have, we can like pull our power back within because like you mentioned, even the writing of the letters or whatever it is, we don't have to wait for that person to change, to go within and make those changes. And to me, it's just, if we can be in this energetic of more of this harmony and then, you know, we can savor the beautiful moments of life. But if we can like neutralize a lot of these like charged things within Mm -hmm. us, I mean, it, from my experience, I've been a hell of a lot happier <laughs> since that happened. And then it, you notice too, that also amplifies when you're not in alignment. And when those things are coming up, when I caught myself, uh, when I noticed and observed myself judging the other day, I was like, Ooh, like I, I saw that right away. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay. It, Cause in January I was like, okay, universe, I choose to see the truth in all things. And I'm willing to see the truth from the highest perspective. And then everything just continued to amplify in that state. And it also just circles back to like that. What did they say? Asking it's given. It's actually so true, but it may show up in ways that you wouldn't expect it, but you are an extension of God of source. So we you're so much more powerful than we've when we've told ourselves. And when we're stepping back into this, it's just this magical experience of the way that life gets to be. And you get to choose for it to be that way and how you want to create. And there's nothing right or wrong with it. Once again, you can yeah. choose to stay in the the kind of the trenches and you can choose to stay in, in that job that doesn't let you up, but your soul is gonna keep getting your attention. Mm-hmm. Your soul is keep tapping like, on your shoulder. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so powerful when we find out how is this serving me? Because if we're staying in the trenches, it's serving us in some way. Because I remember the first time a coach or she, I don't know, yeah, a friend asked me, because I was doing something, she's like, well, how's it serving you? I was like, it's not. She's like, oh, but it is. Yeah. It is somehow, you know. So oh, a million percent. <laughs> it's like, we don't know to, until we know. But yeah, I had uncovered this thing around, this is all tied to the family stuff that happened, but I uncovered this belief pattern energetic in my body. And it was that money is a tool for manipulation. Ooh. So I was like, well, no damn that I'm not like, well, like my yeah. money um, patterning felt so choppy and so icky. And it was very cyclical in certain ways. But I was like, oh, wow, no, 
no way. No, like I get it. No get wonder. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it because, was serving me in that way because it's like, if I had money, I would, I, it would manipulate things. It was, it was, that was what created a lot of distortions. It breaks up families. That was another extension of it. It breaks families up. So why would I want to have money? Cause it's yeah. going to ruin my family. It's going to ruin my life. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. It is so interesting. Cause it's like, of course, it's not going to feel safe to make money if that's the subconscious belief that like, well, if, if I do so by not making money, it's staying safe. Yeah. 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 These things can be so deep. <laughs> it, seriously. Yeah. And I know that there's, I feel like every time I've done different type of um, like money story, money conversations, like I uncover something new or something that I didn't realize, you know? And I think even just looking at money or any other types of form of energy that we exchange with people, money, words, time, you know, it kind of comes back to that trust of trusting in our ability to give in our ability to receive. And then also discerning like, you know, for our time and for our energy, like being able to say like, yes and no, which I know that's a boundaries topic. And that's like a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love the yes and no episodes. conversation though. So I love that. It's so yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um, I, I always like to ask people at the end, like if you could give self-love a definition, how would you define it? Hmm. Let's see the first word that the first kind of thing that comes to mind is soul alignment and living in that embodying your essence. Mm -hmm. And it it does kind of actually go with the yes and no, because releasing all the things that you're saying yes to that are really a no in that, Mm -hmm. like taking that inventory, I could go off about this topic for a long time, but I would, if it was to be condensed, it's choosing yourself first because we're conditioned in the society. It's like, well, you know, you have to take, it's even some of the conditioning that's been going on in the last couple of years. You must protect others. That's no, (laughs) we can, we can give from our overflow, but you know, what's best for you at that deepest of levels. And it ties in even to the conversation about intuition and learning how that wisdom speaks to you. Because the thing is, is this innate wisdom is always there. It never went anywhere. We just kind of got mucked up with the density. So you might've forgot a little bit. So we just bring it back up to the surface Mm -hmm. because your soul's wisdom is infinite. So whether that be from, if you resonate with past lives or whatever, the thing is, is it's all happening in the now anyway. And so you can learn all these external things. That's great. But really all it is, is a remembering because we all have our own unique medicine and we all have our own ability to heal and to experience life through this beautiful lens that we are this extension of creation. So Mm -hmm. all the other stuff is just it can just simply fall away. And then just by you simply even being in that love and that light, that's really the, that's like the key there because there's nothing else you need to do. There really isn't. Then everything else is just a choice of that. Mm-hmm. So it's learning. What yeah. It's not doing. like love isn't conditional on what you're doing. It's knowing yeah. that the love is already there. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's such a beautiful description. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. Mm-hmm. I know that you have, um, a free, um, a little giveaway or a free gift. I'd love to hear about that. Your meditation. 
Yeah, I have a meditation on my website. So it's kind of, it's a meditation and recode. So the work I was kind of describing at the beginning, the conscious creation, mm-hmm. um, presence and the healing piece. So it kind of combines a, um, a little bit of each component of my work, but it's called the inner freedom and sovereignty recode, I think is what I have it on there, but it's under gifts on my website. So you're welcome to download that if that resonates with you. Amazing. I love that there is, you know, some type of audio that people can connect to in the present moment to kind of get an embodiment of some of these things that we've been talking about on the meta level, but they can be able to experience on the physical level. So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we close up the show? I think just to just tie everything together that we've already talked about, you truly know what's best for you and whatever that means getting some assistance and help along your journey. If it means going within doing that, what that thing that's right in front of you in this moment and everything there's there, you can't get it right or wrong and it's not black and white. And so we, even when we take a step in the left step to the left, if it's, Oh, this isn't working. We can pivot and we can take another action and go a different direction. So you can't get it wrong. And it simply just comes back to what is it that you're choosing and how do you choose to feel and living from that space and then really being intentional. Intention is one of the most powerful things mm-hmm. in the universe that I found just intentioning. And then I always say this or something more expansive because sometimes the universe has some all kinds of cool things up its sleeve. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I like to use, if not this, something better. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you're something doesn't work out the way you thought it would, or the way your intention was for it to work out. Yes. Yeah. If not this, something better. What was yours again? If not um, if, if, uh, some, this or something more expansive, this then, or something more. Yes. And then lastly, it's just like make everything your own too. I feel. So I learned that when I tried to shove myself into a box, whether it be like a book or a course or a training, and I tried to do something, it was like, I was attaching myself to someone else's energy rather than taking little things from it, or maybe the whole thing, but making the things your own and how it works best for you and how it resonates. Because I, I'm just so... <laughs> I'm just so passionate about us really being in our own authentic energy. And sometimes oh, we, yes. I, I and put it's so on energizing. Yeah. It's so energizing. Like there's yeah. nothing more exhausting than trying to fit into a box. Absolutely. That's the into. old, that's the old way. I don't feel like it, it didn't work for me when I tried to do that. And so I got to learn that lesson. So yeah. just if I can offer yeah. that to anyone else to save you a little, <laughs> or maybe you need meant to go through it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's such good advice, you know, because I think that it's really easy to get into like a state of comparison of like, well, spiritual ascension or spiritual growth looks like this or trusting my intuition looks like this because this person did it like this when no, it gets to be our own unique thing. It's okay if it is a different path than anything you've ever seen before. You know, I I totally resonate with that and agree with that because comparison just kind of eliminates so much of the the unique expression or like I, the shoulds, you know, like the external external stuff you were saying. It's like, if we can get into a state of acceptance that, okay, well, whatever is exp- happening right now, whether I like it or not, am I willing to be present with it? Am I willing to grow with it? Am I willing to learn from it versus condemning that it shouldn't be happening? You know, I've had a, quite a few people reach out. They're like, this is going on and I hate it. And I don't want it to be happening. And it's kind of that thing of, well, what's your intention? Yeah. How do you want to show up? Because if you can't control what's happening, how do you want to be while it's happening? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing you were saying. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. And, and our emotions like are our compass too. So 
going back to if you're new to using that intuition, then if you, all of us have felt emotions one time or another and the dense ones don't feel so great. So you can kind of, you know, if, if you're tuning into the yes or the no, it's like, if it's something is feeling, you can feel into if it feels yucky. Mm-hmm. We all, we all at least that very foundationally, you know, have the ability to tune into emotion. Cause we've all felt, so I think, I don't think there's probably anybody that hasn't felt a dense emotion. So yeah. Yeah. Seriously. If you say you haven't, I don't believe you. Yeah, right? (laughs) Or maybe you didn't feel it and it's oppressed. (laughs) Yeah, or it's disassociation, right? Okay, anyways, but yes. Right. All right, Amanda, (laughs) what is your Instagram? How can people find you on Instagram? It's just my name, Amanda Monier. And yeah, I'm more Instagram than Facebook, definitely. So I'm like, at some point I'm feeling like I might be kind of phasing out the Facebook, which I kind of already have, but... Yeah. Other part of practicing alignment, if you don't feel like you can fully let go of stuff when you're guided to, it's like, I know that if I don't, then it just gets heavier. So Mm. amen to that. Amen to that. Right. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us today on Joyfully You podcast. It has been so wonderful having you on the show and we really appreciate you being here. Um, and so guys, uh, in the link in the show notes, you can be able to download her inner freedom and sovereignty meditation and healing audio. Um, and then also if you guys enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, post it to Instagram, tag Amanda, Amanda Monnier and Kelsey Losho. We'd love to connect with you. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Amanda, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. All right, guys, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Joyfully You Podcast.